Hey, business owners, this is Rashad Brown with SwipeFast, located in Columbia, South Carolina. We are excited to be partnering with Jesse E. Canty in the How Bad Do You Want It podcast. Since 2017, SwipeFast has been helping business owners like you save up to 99% in their debit and credit card processing fees. So if you process business to business or business to consumer payments, we have solutions that will meet your needs and would love to hear from you. You can reach us at SwipeFast.com forward slash save. That's Swipe, spelled with the Y, or contact us at 1-800-597-0713. Don't forget to let us know that Jesse E. Canty sent you. Have a blessed day. Hey, this is Jesse E. Canty with another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? Do you understand you got an enemy that cannot stand you? I mean, he is committed to your demise. He will fight you tooth and nail to keep you from becoming who God created you to be. The Bible talks about how the enemy blinds the minds of the believers. He want to keep you from knowing who you are and whose you are and why you are. Well, listen, here. I want to talk about in this episode and I want to entitle this one. The devil is a liar. Let's go. Yeah, man. Man of wisdom, man of wisdom. From the pulpit to the podcast, from the pulpit to the podcast, to the podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of How Bad Do You Want It, man? And I am your host, Jesse E. Canty. I'm excited about this episode. Got a lot to say, so I got to pray. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for what we are coming to you with, God. I pray that you speak to us clearly through your word. I pray right now, God, that you allow your word to penetrate our hearts, Father, and our minds. And I thank you right now for spiritual growth that will empower us to do what you have called us to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Listen, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. Not only I want you to listen to it, but I want you to share it. I want you to say something to somebody about it uh, because we, we want to spread. I'm more focused on spreading the gospel and the encouraging word of God more so than spreading my name. I ain't worried about that. I just want to be effective and be a small part in the big plan of God for your life. Listen here. I entitled this episode. The devil is a liar. It's episode number 192. Let me say something about that. That means I got another another 191 episodes of my podcast that you haven't heard or that you could go through and go back and listen to powerful word. Go check it out. But this one is entitled The Devil is a Liar. And I know you heard my intro. And man, this is deep to me and this is dear to me because I understand that we have an enemy that is that cannot stand us. In fact, the scripture talks about the things that we see are temporal, but the things we don't see are eternal. It's so much that we don't see. We can only see the neighbor who who we who who don't like us and we don't like them. We can only see the things that come against us in the natural. And when you only focus on what your eyes can see, you're missing that which is going on in the spiritual realm that is eternal. That is really causing the things uh, that you see uh, come against you in the natural. We have an unseen enemy 
that is called the devil. He's he's Satan. He's the adversary. He's the opponent uh, of God that's that's trying to destroy this world. He would do anything he can to keep you from becoming. Listen to me. He would do anything he can to keep you from becoming who God created you to be. While you're listening to this podcast, while you were sleeping last night, while you was in uh, uh, in your diapers at age one year old and, and sitting there and not even hurting or thinking about anything in this world, the enemy was committed to destroying you. Hear what, hear what I said now. While you're sleeping, while you was a baby, while you even on this podcast, I believe in in my way of explaining that the enemy is having board meetings right now to try to figure out how to destroy you or to keep you from becoming who God, who God created you to be. He is committed to your destruction. He knows the only way he can defeat you or is by keeping you from becoming aware of who you are and whose you are and where you're supposed to be in life. That's why the enemy fights us in the main place. Number one is with our salvation. Because if you give your life to Jesus, then all of a sudden, if you read the word, the spirit of God will begin to make you be aware or open up your eyes to why you are here and 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 and, and whose you are and what your capabilities are are able to do what you are able to accomplish here in life the enemy do not want you to know that he wants you to keep listen he wants you to keep focusing on your what you see how your father was not there he wants you to keep focusing on how jacked up your family is he wants you to keep focusing on, on your imperfections he wants you to keep fo- focusing on all of the things that's coming against you in this world to distract you to discourage you to make you believe that you cannot become that which god have placed in your heart to be And I'm going to say it flat out again. The devil is a liar and the truth is not in him. He don't want you to know Christ. He don't want you to know your place and your inheritance in Christ. He don't want you to pursue your destiny. He don't want you to believe in the word of God. He don't want you believing in the God that's inside of you. He don't want you to believe in the God that's inside of you. God giving capabilities that can flow through you. He don't want you. He wants to keep you under hard bondage. He wants to keep make your life a miserable, a living hell. He wants to make your life struggle with so much struggles that you're so tired. They even convince some to commit suicide. He wants you to become a addict. He wants you to stay in debt. He wants you to be frustrated. He wants you to feel unloved. He wants you to live a life of unforgiveness. But the devil is a liar. Why am I keep saying that? Number one, because God's word said it. I'm going to quote it in a minute. Number two, you have to know it. Something the Lord told me a long time ago, I was in my prayer time and I was I was uh, fighting against the enemy that was trying to attack my family. And I kept saying out loud in my prayer, the devil is a liar. Satan, you're a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. I kept saying that. And when I stopped saying that, the spirit of God spoke to me. 
And he does what he said. Number one, now the scripture is saying that he is a liar, but listen to the revelation behind us. The spirit of God spoke to me and said, he is a liar when it concerning you. He is a liar if you make him one. Now, that's not saying that he's not a liar. He is. But watch this. If the enemy tell you that you cannot do something and you believe it, have he lied? No, you just made him tell the truth because you agreed with him. If the enemy tell you that you, whatever he tells you, he suggests to you. And if you believe it, then in that instance, you took him from, he spoke a lie that he spoke over you and you made it come to pass. So even though the enemy is a natural inborn liar, it is an action that you and I must do to combat that lie, to put him in his place. So you got to realize this. I want to show you and give you five, uh, 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 five lies that the enemy will use to discourage you. He has so much that he always come at you with. And if I get into scripture, man, and just show you so much. And listen, if you ever get the time, take the word of God and begin to do a detailed study on the enemy. You got to know the enemy that you're fighting. You got to understand his tactics. The Bible said that we are not ignorant of his devices. But the sad truth is many of us are ignorant of his devices. We don't understand. We haven't taken the time to realize that a lot of the things that's being formulated in our mind is not from God. It's straight lie from the enemy. Do you understand what the enemy sent after you is because what he sees in you? So every attack that you're facing right now is because what he sees in you. Understand that the enemy is not just attacking you because he can't stand how you look. He is not just attacking you because of what 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 finances you have or what potential you have to 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 look impressive on the outward. He is attacking you because there is a promise that God has placed down within you that shall come to pass. It is a word over your life and he don't want you to develop. This is Exodus. If you want to go back and read same way, the enemy moved against the children of Israel while they was in bondage. The Bible revealed the plans of the enemy right then while they was in bondage. And he, his plan was this is that these are slaves and listen here. They are They are stronger than they can ever imagine. They have a future. They have a destiny ahead of them but they don't know it. If we can keep them under bondage, if we can keep them addicted, and I'm going to talk in today's terminology using Exodus chapter one, if we can keep them in uh, 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 bound to alcoholism, if we can keep them bound to drugs, if we can keep them uh, bound in relationships that they should not be in, if I can keep them in a place that is beneath uh, where they're supposed to be, then perhaps they will never become aware of who they are and they will never Never, they will always be slaving under our bondage. This is Exodus 1. It was the enemy, it was Pharaoh that had devised the scheme to come against the children of Israel and, can, and guarantee that they remain as slaves. If you was living in my time now, then, then, then you would be familiar with the Willie Lynch uh, 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 teaching. 
which basically means how back talking about slavery in America. I don't want to get too deep in this, but it shows how the, their their plans and a plot to keep slavery continuing. How to defeat the slave. And that's the same thing that the enemy wants to do. He wants to speak lies to you because he knows that if you never, if you ever grow and become, begin to be aware and knowledgeable of who you are in your destiny, then there is no chains that can bound you. There is no bondage that can hold you down. There is nothing that the enemy can step to you with that will be successful because you are stronger than you can never imagine. So the first lie, you gotta understand that whenever we, whenever we come against, when we come against the enemy, he always tries to resist, or excuse me, he always put up resistance to come back and to try to keep us under his bondage. He wants us to live in fear and anxiety. He wants you worrying because of all of the lies that he have told in your head. He will use tricks, what we can call smokes and smoke and mirrors. He will use anything he can because he is a liar. And the Bible says he is the father of lies. He cannot make us do anything. He can only try to deceive us into making us believe that, that, that God's plan will not come to pass over our life. So what he does, he tries to deceive us and bring things to us that looks one way that is not that way. I was having a conversation with my cousin the other day, Pastor R.J. Williams, and the thing that we was talking about, and I told him I love uh, 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 looking at what the world called magicians, which is really illusionists. Because they will make you think that's one thing is one hand and then all of a sudden it's another hand. And and, and it really fascinates the, the, the people who are watching it because it makes it look like they are uh, magicians and that they have power that we don't have. All they really have is they, they understand the art of distraction. They know how to move things in a certain way to make your to throw your eyes off and put your attention in a place where you, you, you shouldn't be focused on. So as they move things where your eyes does not see it and you think that what they did was real. That's the same thing that the enemy would do. He will hit you with distractions. I don't know who I'm talking to, and I know I'm taking a little time here, but somebody who's listening to this podcast, your life recently have been filled with distractions. One thing after another, unexpected turbulence, unexpected issues, unexpected problems, unexpected hindrances that have been sent to discourage you. And you've been, you have become, you have, and I'm hearing the spirit speak to them. I'm trying to choose my words wisely. You have begun to believe it. You have begun to believe or begun to believe the lies of the enemy. It's nothing but smoke and mirrors. It is a distraction to keep you from pursuing your destiny, to keep you in the will of God, from the will of God uh, coming to pass over your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he'll give you five lies that will come against you and try to install or implement fear and anxiety in you. The first lie is that two, is that word that, that everybody says at some point in time that we need to get out of our vocabulary. It's I can't. The worst thing about I can't is that it stops you before you are even starting. Before you even start, I can't mindset or the I can't lie. That's what I'm going to say. 
that I can't lie that the enemy will come to you. I can't that, that lie called. I can't. You can't do something. And you start to fight against what God says. Remember when God spoke to Moses and basically revealed to Moses what he was going to do and what he was created to do through the burning bush. He spoke to Moses and the thing that Moses responded back after all of the evidence that God gave Moses, proving that God was going to be with Moses and Moses wasn't going to be by himself, that God was going to get the job done through this imperfect, imperfect, uh, um, imperfect vessel. <clears throat> But yet Moses came back and basically told God, I can't do this. I, I can't talk in eloquent, uh, eloquent speech. Listen, I'm talking right now. I can't talk in eloquent speech, but I'm going to still get the job done. I refused and Moses should have refused to believe that the what the enemy had told him, which is he can't do it. And that's what the enemy have attacked you with for many years is that you can't do what your heart is purposed to do. It fills us with fear as we face the business, our biggest obstacles and challenges in life. It says I can't overcome alcohol or it says something like this. I shouldn't expect to have a good marriage or everything I touch turns out wrong or I'm a failure or I can't follow God. I can't be like this way here. I can't start that business. All this right here is a lie from the enemy that tells you you can't. But in contrast, God is the creative potential. Did you hear me? Your God is the creative potential and he is the completer of fulfillment. That means the scripture says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. That verse there is telling you that if Christ brought you to it, he can bring you through it. I don't care what it is that you're facing. You can overcome it. You can outlive it. You can survive it. Not only that, but you can come through this thing. I think that soul saying is what don't kill you only can make you stronger. And I'm telling you now, I don't care what you're facing. You can survive it. You can overcome it. You can do it. Don't be afraid to attempt that which God is leading you to do. But do it through prayer and biblical wisdom. I mean, don't take your advice from wicked people or wicked sources. Listen to what God says and then don't fear and believe that that lie that believe that that I can't mindset is a lie straight from the enemy. That's number one. Number two, the next lie he'll tell you, the first lie he'll tell you is I can't. The next lie he'll tell you is God won't. God won't help me. God won't forgive me. God won't hear me. God won't love me. Whatever. God won't do it. He always telling you lies that is trying to confuse your heart. And the truth of the matter is the Bible said that like a father pitieth his children. So the Lord pitieth them that fear him for he knows our frame and he remembers that we are dust. Let me tell you something. God will never tell you to do what you can do. Let me say that again. God will never tell you to do what you can do. He'll always tell you to do what you can't do. It don't make sense to you. 
Well, it makes sense to me. Let me break it down. In other words, God is not looking to ask you to do something that you can do without him. He will always tell you to do something that you can't do without him. So when God gives you an assignment, you got to believe that number one, you can do it. Number two, he will help you do it. Because if God don't do it, it can't be done. So instead of looking at things as a failure or potential that you're going to fail, listen here, you got to know that you, that God will help you. And the enemy is trying to confuse and, 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 and fill your mind that God won't help you. He will help you and you can do it. Number three, the next lie he tells you is that nobody cares. That's a lie straight from, as my mama would say, straight from the pits of hell. Number one, the Bible says, and I'm going to quote it loosely. It said that God is touched by the feelings of our infirmity. In fact, let me read first Peter five, six and seven. It says this, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. So that in proper time or due time in the King James Version, he may exalt you, casting all of your anxiety, all of your worries on him. Listen, because he cares for you. That is a lie from the enemy that makes us try to uh, 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 perceive and unperceive to accept in our mind that God don't care. And if we can believe that lie that God don't care about our situation, he don't care nothing about you. He don't care about what the, uh, the things that you got to take care of, your family, your food, your clothing, your destiny, your salvation, your healing, your peace, your marriage, your children's, whatever it is. When he started trying to make you think that God doesn't care, then if you ever felt what happens, my mother used to tell me, uh, do not be giving no stray cat, no milk. Because if you feed that, if you give that cat some milk, he ain't going to ever leave. You know why? <laughs> because the cat or the animal is, is, is just like we are. We are attracted to that which cares for us. And if any animal that you say you love, stop feeding them. That animal going to find a way to get out of your, your grips that you have him in so he can go his, in his instincts to go find some food for himself. In other words, if, if, you got, if that animal got an owner that doesn't care, then he do not want to be there. That's why the enemy wants to you to uh, wants to convince you and I that God don't care. Because if we believe he don't care, then we won't follow him. If we believe he, he don't care, then we won't listen to him. But that's a lie straight from the pits of hell. God does care. The next one, the next lie that the enemy tell you is that it don't matter. Let me go back down these things again. He'll tell you you can't. He'll tell you God won't. He'll tell you nobody cares. And now he'll tell you, he also tell you that it don't matter. Let me tell you that you matter to God. For the Bible said that God loved the world. You know this, man. We quote this on Easter when we were little kids. For God so loved the world that he gave only that he gave his only begotten son. For whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, 
but have everlasting life. You are worth God assuming uh, a human flesh. You are worth God sending his son Jesus to die on the cross to take punishment for our sins and rise up again. You matter to God. Don't, don't let the enemy tell you that it don't matter whether you pursue your destiny. It don't matter whether I do what, you know, become what God placed in my heart. It don't matter. I ain't hurt nobody but myself. That's a lie straight from the pits of hell. You matter, not because of what you can do, not because of who you are, but because of whose you are. If you are a child of God, let me tell you something. God has great uh, uh, plans in store for you. And all you have to realize is that everything that he uh, spoke over your life, it shall come to pass. But you got to believe that the enemy is a liar and you got to believe that God's desire will come to pass. But you must apply yourself to it. It ain't going to just happen if you sit there and don't take action. That's the wonderful thing about us being created in the image of God. If you're creating the image of God, then somewhere you ought to act like it. <laughs> Blesses my heart when I see certain things. And then sometimes it dis dis discourages me when I see certain things in my daughter or my sons uh, uh, that, uh, that reminds me of me. When I see that stubborn mindset in them that causes them to want to reject good word, good advice and stuff. I said, that ain't no but the young me right now. But when I see something else that's positive in them that flows through with me, it makes me feel good. If we are made in the image of God, we ought to have some characteristics of our father. And you have to understand that, that it does matter what you do and what you don't do. That's a lie from the enemy when they tell you it don't matter. And the next lie is it's too late. Some of you listening to me right now and you believe that you don't you don't you don't miss your season. It is not too late. God is still able to redeem the time. This is a powerful lie straight from the enemy. That feeling of urgency, which should prompt us to action. It becomes a tool to intensify now despair and fear. And, and you know, I just ain't going to do nothing because I don't wait it too late. I believe what you're saying, but I just believe I missed my seeds. If you feel that you done missed your bus, you're not going to run to the bus stop. <laughs> That's why the enemy wants you to believe that it's too late. But that's a lie. You have to realize that, listen, I, first of all, we got to be prompt to repentance. And after repentance, we need to begin to sort of pursue because I don't know how much long time I got here on earth. So I got to make the best of what I have. It is not too late, but you should take a sense of urgency and begin to apply yourself to become what God created you to be. The Bible said that the mercy of God is new every morning. Psalms 103 and 8. It said that the Lord is merciful and gracious and he's slow to anger and plenteous in mercy because it begins and ends its description of God with his mercy. That scripture is talking about how God have mercy on us. In other words, if you have lost opportunity, yes, yesterday cannot come again, but do not throw away today. Because God is able to still do what he said he was going to do in your life. I already quoted to you 1 Peter 5. Well, I haven't quoted. Let me quote it. 1 Peter 5 and 8. It says, be sober minded. Be watchful because your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. I wish I had the time to talk about that. I can do a whole podcast on that one verse. 
but it's basically saying that you got to think clearly. Don't allow your mind to receive the lies of the enemy because you have an adversary who's prowling around and crouching and hiding and committed to hunting you like a lion. And he wants to devour you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to steal, kill and destroy John 10, 10. He wants to come against you in every way with everything he have. That's what the enemy is desiring to do. First John 3, 8 said, whoever makes makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. I read that scripture because I'm telling you that the plan of the enemy and the works of the enemy can be destroyed. But it's got to be destroyed through Christ. John 8, 44 says you are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. Listen to this. He was a murderer from the beginning and he has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and he is the father of lies. John 8, 44. And I go on and on. The Bible talks about how Satan disguised himself as an angel like he would take on disguises. He will speak lies to you because he not only wants your soul, but he wants your life and he wants your potential. But for the people who have listened to this podcast thus far, this is the greatest moment in your life right here. That number one, you can repent of your sins and give your life to Jesus and make the devil a liar in your life. By believing what God says, and he says that as your soul prosper, he wants you to prosper and be in health. And it shall come to pass. But I encourage you to repeat after me. Give your life to Jesus and renew your life right now. Say, Lord, Jesus, come into my life. Save my soul. Fill me with your precious spirit. I renounce the works of the enemy. I am a child of God. I receive your son, Jesus. And his sacrifice that he made on Calvary. In Jesus name. Amen. Then my pastor used to say, look at somebody and tell somebody I am saved. That's the first thing you got to do. Because that's how you renounce and renounce the power of the enemy and the grip of the enemy that it has upon your life by giving your life to Jesus. I got more to talk about this thing. I think I'm going to probably do a part two or go a little bit more deeper into it because I feel that we just skimped the surface on it. So I want to encourage encourage you to come back and invite you to come back to the next episode. It's going to be powerful. Know that I love you. Pray you have a blessed week. Hey, this is Jesse Canton, man. I wanted to just say before you listen to this podcast, thank you for taking the time to download this podcast. Listen, I need your help. If this podcast has ever been a blessing to you, drop me an email. Let me know. Give me some feedback. This podcast is heard in over... 
59, over 60 countries and over 860 cities. Drop me an email at jessecanty, J-E-S-S-E-C-A-N-T-Y podcast at yahoo.com. I want you to let me know how it's been a blessing to you. Maybe you want to donate. If you've been blessed by this thing, you can donate at uh, Jesse E. Canty on Cash App or even Zell me or at least pray for me. Do something to help the brother out. I want to tell you thank you again and I hope this episode bless you.